Wake the f up, samurai. We have a city to burn. Well, hi there, everyone. Welcome to episode 88 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. Hello there. How are you? I am joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Hello. How are you, man? Yeah, not too bad. If I sound a bit uh tonight, I just had a busy ass day at work. So not uh, reflecting on this. I'm just... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I have to do a podcast. Oh. Yeah, the things I do. Oh, it's hard talking about games, isn't it? I know. Well, this is it. This should bring me my, my joy. But yeah, work drains me. Oh. Have you seen any body parts today? Yeah, quite a few, actually. Um, cool. Yeah. Did you want to oh. change them out for any cybernetics? No, they don't really cover them on the NHS, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Give it 57 just, years. We'll get there. We just have to fix broken people and not upgrade them. Okay. I mean, we, we, we do put metal work in there. Sure. But it's not any more complex than a door hinge, so. Ah. Okay, yeah, give it time. <laughs> give it time. Uh, Mr. Toby Anderson. Uh, evening. How are you, man? Good, 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 good. Would you get a cybernetic implant if you could? I think some of the stuff I've been rolling with is pretty cool. It depends on honest. what purpose it served. Yeah. You know, if I, could, if I had a, an implant that made my little finger extend to three times its size, that would be really pointless. Little Coke finger. <laughs> not a nail I mean just the finger itself <laughs> just so the I, end so knuckle if I'm holding like shopping bags and a lift and I just have to like extend my finger a bit that's <laughs> a very niche happy I feel like you've thought about this more than you're saying what, if, you're doing, if you're doing the shocker because where else is the little finger going to go Paul where's the little finger going to go yeah a long finger one that keeps no, I, said, I said little finger <laughs> oh, with long finger one that keeps extending I thought oh, that'd be fun probably thought, maybe. Punch, punching through the womb yeah poof yeah <laughs> Hmm. Nice. I don't know what I started there. <laughs> I guess a, a chrome extension on my genitals would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I think there, yeah, there, there was an episode of um of Black Mirror where uh it was Jodie Whittaker's episode and her husband came back as a cybernetic person and he could just like click his fingers and get an erection. I well, think. Can't you? That'd be. Wait. Can you all do that? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I do like the clapper. I go. <laughs> like a fairy just clap to make it make it come back you to click life your, click your heels together three times <laughs> yeah. mine's whistle commanded so I'll go <laughs> he goes up oh, like, oh my god but when you're going past <laughs> people walking their dog oh dear <laughs> it goes up and down like a light switch <laughs> just thinking of uh, thinking of Yondu in Guardians of the Galaxy oh god <laughs> I know he's always in a good mood I love Yon <laughs> oh, Yondu god. yeah yeah, anyway, no, that's what I would get. Last, yeah. last year it was birthdays, this, this week it's dicks. Yeah, yeah. at least we're, at least we're happy about this. <laughs> Toby reminding us all how old we are. Yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah. Mr. Paul Collins is back. Hey, buddy. How's it going, sir? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Good, good. I've, um, I'm, I'd probably change my entire body for cybernetics if I could, give the opportunity. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're like, I mean, yourself and Greg are kind of the only... One of the, the only two of us that look after yourself in any way, and so I think you're probably in a better know, shape have, than we are. I have smashed half of an eight pack of Tonics caramel wafers this evening alone, so oh, I like to tread that fine line. Sure, sure, living on the edge, man. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Mr. Sean Davies. What up? How's it going, man? 
I'm all right. I just let you know that I have eaten a full pack of tonics tea cakes tonight. So <laughs> Greg's just putting oh tea in. cakes, very nice. <laughs> you know, you, you go half a pack of cor- uh, caramels, and I'll, I'll just up it to <laughs> a full pack of tea cakes. <laughs> I don't want to change anything about myself with cybernetics, apart from maybe a penis uh, shrinkage. You know, it's. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it's you don't want to poke so cumbersome isn't it Damn especially thing. when you go to crafts and they, you know, it just sets it right <laughs> is it is it like three inches though sean is that what it is three no i'm sure he has to pay for it <laughs> three inches off the floor i mean oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm oh. so, uh, sean are you telling me you don't want to change your hair is that what you're saying oh i absolutely don't want to I, 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 okay you don't, stoke, was it, you, don't, you don't look at the mantelpiece when you're stoking the fire, do you? So, what, so what what's, happened? What's his hair got to do with it? Oh, yeah, what what happened was... <laughs> you just got really started it, something. I've really started something here. Okay, well, oh, what dear. happened was last night, we, we got the, the, you know, the naughty elves and they, the naughty elves, the elf on the shelf thing. Yeah. Uh, they, they, the elves have been escalating gradually throughout the month. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night, they decided to shave a rever- reverse Mohican into my hair. Uh, which the kids didn't notice this morning when I got them up until they walked downstairs and found both the L's uh, that we have with the trimmers and the scissors. And <laughs> then they looked good. up and went, what the hell? And then they noticed my hair. Uh, <laughs> so for six hours this morning, I was walking around with a reverse Mohican, really badly done reverse Mohican nice. with some kind of like fish that fin on the top of my head. <laughs> I think good thing you're working from home, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's uh, very cool. Some that, of the stories I hear parents talking about, they have to get very creative nowadays with this self on the shelf thing. Oh, yeah. You need your kid to forget all the ones you did the last year, <laughs> you know, and just do them again, because otherwise it's like 30 new ones every year. Yeah, but that's the thing with kids, isn't it? Like, you tell them to tidy up the room and they'll forget it within half an hour, but they can remember four years of exact, exactly what the elf did. What you didn't get them for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's oh dear. That sounds like a sore, a sore point there, Greg. No, 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 no. <laughs> you didn't get the Mr. Frost. Something you didn't get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I was poor. I didn't get anything for Christmas. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, Greg, stop stories again. Uh, oh, boring. <laughs> Sorry, I won't, bore you, I won't bore you with my Charles Dickens origin story. <laughs> oh, God. Huddled around the piano in the background. The <laughs> that piece of coal you got. Coal, that's a luxury. <laughs> good. Well, yeah, I'm good. I'm. I found out today that I can get Asda on Uber Eats, which is an amazing thing. Well, so I can Asda. order. I can order Asda from my big Asda in Taunton, and like half an hour later, it comes to my door, and it's. I you going hang on, like, just what, amazing. Like, sorry, this is just hang on. Not like an, an Asda home delivery. No, Asda officially on Uber Eats now. Yeah, what like they, an Asda take selling. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, well, you can you can do an Asda shop. I bought some. I bought some pasta. I bought some crisps. So, um, I bought so, some... Because delivery stocks are really hard to get at the moment. So you can just cheat the system with Uber Eats for Asda. Yeah, pretty much. Ah. They don't do the entire store. Oh, uh, okay. There's there's a selection of every kind of area. Like household can... goods, like a mini Tesco. Well, I, I mean, was yeah. using a different brand there, but yeah, like a like a garage version of Asda. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I'll yeah. the base version myself. Hey. hey. I've got any jungle... Yeah, if I could get cyberkinetics, I'd get um, Uber Eats implanted into my hand so I don't need to pick up my phone to order it. Just click your finger and it sends you your <laughs> yeah, favourites. Exactly. And give that. An as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very awkward for the delivery driver, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I see you're pleased to see me. And there's my tip. <laughs> he loves stopping at your house. Oh, he does. 
He's bought me my chocolate buttons. Yay. <laughs> anyway. It's not bad. How, we've been going for <laughs> 10 minutes and we've made so many dick jokes already. Indeed. I'm sure there'll be more to come this, as well. This is where we are now. We. Um. <laughs> uh, yes. So if you haven't guessed already, uh, we've all been playing Cyberpunk 2077 this week. Mm. And there are some thoughts on it. So what we've decided to do, um, as the entire news week has basically been Cyberpunk discourse, we're going to try and work our way all the way through it, along with discussing our impressions of the game and see if we can get to some sort of consensus about what we think of it so far. And the interesting thing is... Consensus? Oof. Not really, but we'll see. That ain't going to happen. It doesn't happen. But all we'll of us? We, we might... the same thing on one game? <laughs> <laughs> it might happen. You never know. It happens rarely. <laughs> But uh, yeah, what is interesting is that all of us are playing it on different formats. And so what we can do is discuss what our experiences is, are so far of the technical and kind of aspects of each one. And we can see what the situation is because this game is not getting an easy ride at the moment. But first and foremost, what do you think of it? So I'm going to start with Toby Anderson so far, who is probably the most hyped out of all of us for this game. Oi. Yeah, he was. The most hyped up all of us for this game. Toby Anderson, okay. what's your, uh, you're playing on the base PS4. Yeah. And what is your impressions and thoughts so far? So do you want to know impressions about like just the play style or are we going to get onto glitches and stuff like that later? Yeah, we'll get onto that a little bit later, but yeah, with okay. your, with your experience Just as a, just as a game, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Is it living um, up to your crazy expectation? I think it is. So it's it's living up to it in one respect and then sort of maybe not in another, but I'd have to explain. So I've played around about 20 hours, um, maybe 10 to 12 of those hours of plot, and the rest has been messing around, doing gigs, um, stealing cars, things like that. Um, and I'm playing as a female corpo uh, version of V. So plot-wise, and that you know, you guys know that that's pretty much my main thing when I come to these games, is, is whether it's got a good plot, the storyline, the narrative is the most important to me personally. Um, I can often play a game that's got some shit graphics and still be quite happy if the storyline's clever. Um, so this one, I think the plot, especially the prologue and, and some of the stuff that's followed it, which is obviously as far as I've got, has been like dynamite. It's really, really interesting. The most full of multiple paths, different choices you can make. Um, you know, you can you can go and explore stuff, but at the same time, it then hits you with incredible scenes. Like there's a bit at the end of the prologue called the Compeki Plaza. I won't spoil it, but it's just that scene just hits you like a brick in the face. It's really, really interesting. It's got loads of cool music. It's got loads of cool action stuff to do. And it's shocking narratively at the same time. And the shit that goes down is just insane so i'm already kind of in love with it from that point on and then you get all these stuff with the brain dance stuff that, that which is the drug that affects your brain um and people recording different memories and things so there's um you know characters around that like judy um it's just judy is a fantastic character that i've already fallen in love with completely um and i think that whole section just that whole prologue section as, as it's meant to as a, as a tutorial is meant to it kind of neatly coincides with learning a lot of the systems um that, you know, you can then suddenly become a badass as it all comes to a crescendo at that point. So yeah, I'd say 20, 20 hours in or so, it's it's pretty amazing. It's, it's beautifully written, sort of human, vulnerable, sort of dark heart of the worst humanity is of, is capable of. And just at least what I've experienced so far is just obsessed with sex and torture and stealing people's minds but at the same time it just doesn't really get hung up on the tech of all that it, it gives you the tech and the tech is like a you know a massive part of what it is but it's like it's like a it's like a way into a human side of 
what those things are doing, what they're, what humans are capable of using that technology, rather than getting hung up on the actual technology. Um, I think the dialogue is wonderful. I think um, some of the acting is wonderful. Judy again, Jackie Wells. Um, I won't spoil what their storylines are, but there's characters like Pan Am and Evelyn, who are all deep three-dimensional characters that I've experienced, you know, that I've met so far, and all have fantastic. I'm hoping longer, fantastic sort of winding plots that that I can get into over the over the next week or two. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, it's those sort of beautiful moments, those sort of captivating moments. There's a little bit in when you go to a brain dance um, place, and the the scene there that people have seen on the trailer. And that scene was fantastic. It just got totally swept away in every line of dialogue during that scene and everything was important, every nuance. I didn't skip, I've never skipped a piece of dialogue in this entire game in 20 hours. It's just been so sort of lush um, and full of that kind of interesting stuff. And then I'll cap this off with where I'm finding it going downhill a bit. So that's great. The storyline's great and it's keeping me playing. But I do think where it falls down a bit is I'm less convinced by the world of Night City. So I kind of have to, in, in my opinion, the world is a bit less compelling than the story. It's it's incredible to like look at and there's lots of things to explore, but I kind of think that it's too big and it's got a lot of filler in it. And there just seems to be lots of, you know, the same sort of fetch quest, the same sort of kill quest. And it, it doesn't give me the sort of sense that I can approach every single bit of that in a completely different way. I keep I keep finding that people just immediately turn on you and then, you know, off you go into a into a assault version rather than a stealth or a hacking version, um, and that may just be my skill level at this point. I may be much better at stealth and things as I go on, but that's how it's happened so far. People have just attacked, um, which which made it all feel very samey. Um, and so, yeah, apart from the Badlands, which I got to the Badlands, that was a very different region. But every every other region of the city just kind of feels like it all. It's either Japanese or English, but it's kind of the same. Um, so that bit I've been a little bit disappointed with. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there for the moment. That's my main impressions. Um, story awesome and it will carry me all the way through, I'm sure. But, um, maybe the world is just too full of things that eventually are just the same, um, which is a little bit of a, a shame. Um, I'm sure we'll get on to other things about it, but, but yeah, I'll leave it there. Yeah. I love Panam. Panam's awesome. Panam's cool. Panam's yeah. cool. Won't say anymore, but God, Panam rules. Uh, Greg, you're playing it on uh, the PS4 Pro. Yes. And yeah, same question, really. How are you finding it so far? Yeah. I mean, I'm not as like verbose as Toby when it comes to words good and stuff, but I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as far Sorry. as I <laughs> That's all right. I'm just saying I'm, I'm brain tired. Uh, no, I am really, really enjoying it. I'm not as far as I think. I think I'm probably the least furthest in the story. I don't know how far Paul's got yet. We're not going to go into spoiler territory. Um, I've got Keanu in my brain and that's not a spoiler because we all know that from the trailers. So that's as far as I've got story-wise. I have not really delved into it massively in depth yet because honestly, I haven't had the time. I've been working all weekend and I had a few days off last week, but it turned up late. So I've only dabbled with the story, but I have been doing as many side missions as I can in my sort of level remit. You know, I like the idea... I like the idea. This is a new concept. I like to be able to save it, try something, get my ass kicked going, nope, I'll come back to that. And then just sort of treating it organically, just running around for a bit or getting in my car when it's not trying to run me over and just finding things to do. And I think that's why I enjoyed The Witcher as well. And I know 
Toby, I don't think you played Witcher 3, did you? Sorry, no, I played all of the Witcher 3 completely. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Well, I don't think you didn't. Anyway. Um, so yeah, no, 200 I, hours last year. Oh, nice. Yeah, 215 on mine. Total. <laughs> um, sorry, ignore that. I thought you hadn't played it. No, um, I'm enjoying the open nature of what I can do so far. But I know I'm not very far in the game yet, so I'm not expecting it to open up this massive world that I can go and explore because I know there will be like higher level areas, that kind of stuff. So I'm cautiously just tiptoeing about and getting the feel for things. Now, obviously, I know we'll talk about issues and stuff in a bit. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing on my Pro and 4K setup, but I'm also cautious that I don't want to run through it in this sort of unfinished state. Now, it does look good. I'm not going to knock it. I haven't had anything in the way of graphical, like, potato mode things that you've seen up on, on Reddit and all that kind of stuff. So I'm enjoying what I'm seeing so far, but I also kind of want to hold back on going too nuts through the game and burning myself out with it because it's, I know it's got room to be better than it is. So in terms of what it's doing for me as a game, I'm really enjoying it. And I was like super excited for it and I have been, and I'm not disappointed for it. Anything that's gone wrong in my game, I've laughed at. I've had a couple of crashes and I go, huh, that's annoying, but I've just saved it. So it's fine. So I'm not getting mad at it, but in terms of like progress in the game, I'm not super far in it. So I can't give a an in-depth what I think of it so far. Like I haven't met half the characters you mentioned. Oh no, I met Judy. I haven't met Pan Am and Rogue and all that. So I, I think I'm like 10 hours in and I am thoroughly enjoying it, but I'm also like trying not to whiz through it like and then and it's like it's like a like a like a decent box of chocolates. You don't want to eat them all at once and then go, oh, I've overindulged. I'm just trying to like pick at it and, and gradually come across these new flavours and stuff and and take it in. Wow, that's a beautiful analogy. I know. Look that's, at you with your metaphors, man. Word yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. good. He does I can't do word good, but I can do brain think. <laughs> yeah. He does them good brain things. I do, innit? He does them good brain things. Um, I'm going to take this one to uh, Paul now because I think you probably played the least of all of us, but most interestingly, you're playing it on Google Stadia. I know, right? And, Welcome to the future. And you're, by all accounts, you're playing one of the best versions of this game so far. So... Can you give your impressions of it on Stadia and how you're finding the game as well for, as for the most that you've played with it? Okay, so I've, I pretty much have hardly touched this game. I'm still, I've just got done my first brain dance, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. So I'm still very early on. But um, as for Stadia, um, it was actually um, kind of like dismissed the Stadia uh, when it first got launched. Um, but I made the error of selling my PS4, so I've got nothing to play Cyberpunk on. So as I was doing this deal to get the Stadia Premier Edition, I thought I'd get Cyberpunk on that and play it, and it's all good. Um, so that's what I've done. I bought it, and then I got home, and there it was waiting for me to play. There's no installation, nothing. It was just oh, it's a beautiful thing. In terms of, uh, I'm playing it on my, my iMac, which doesn't have a 4K screen, so it doesn't have the uh, HDR setting switched on. So um, graphic, <laughs> graphically, it's a weird one, because sometimes you can walk out into the street and you just, your mind's just blown like, by the scale of it, the design of it, the colours, the, 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 you know, I mean, this, this is me, not a gamer, but a designer. You see all the logos for the shops and everything. It's just like, wow. I mean, you can't get lost for a minute. What do I do? Um, and it just looks beautiful. Um, and other times, it looks like a PlayStation 3 game. It's really weird. Not like in a bad way. It's just like some of the things don't have, like, seem like they don't have very uh, detailed textures. Everything kind of flat looking. Um, 
so I mean the cars, for example, I, I I don't know if it's by design or by whatever, but the cars look awful. They're just like boxes from the eighties. It's really weird. But yet the city itself just looks just stunning. And unlike um Toby, you like, oh, it looks a bit samey or it's a bit too much the same. I can't wait to explore it. It just it just oh it just blows my mind. It's such a uh, I don't know, it's, it's refreshing for me. It's not like New York and it's not like, you know, San Francisco or London. This is like the future and it's done really well. And um, and the other thing about cyberpunk, um, I'm not sure if it's if you do stadia or just come sitting right in front of the monitor and not sit back uh, on the TV. It's just that everything feels so tangible. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it just, everything feels solid in that game. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like you're playing a game. You feel like you're, almost playing a model i don't know if that makes sense i can't really i'm not a good word either but you know i'm trying so i mean on stadia i think it's great um there's a few um lags when the internet had a little hiccup and stuff but they last seconds and uh, it hasn't affected the gameplay at all it, it annoys you uh if there's a few in a row that sometimes happens but it's nothing like uh game breaking um i haven't seen any bugs as yet there's been a few few flying objects that shouldn't be floating, they should be attached to somebody's hand, but they're not, but you know, whatever. And um, yeah, so I mean, in terms of like on Stadia, I think it's great. I, don't, I couldn't tell if it's the de facto version because I've not seen it on any other console or, or, or PC or anything, but by all accounts, the review itself uh, I've read is that it's up to scratch with the mid-end PC. So that's not bad. Um, and someone said, I can't remember who it was, was it Eurogamer? Someone said it's better than the PS5 version, but I'm not sure about that. Um, I mean, what the, the Stadia version is essentially running on Google's ultra high-end PCs. And yeah, so, and they're um, just streaming it from one of those systems. That's right, that's what I thought. I mean, I mean, if this is an ultra high-end PC, then oh, sometimes it don't look great. Um, I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I know the PlayStation 5 version that some, I think it's you playing it, Ross, is not the official PlayStation 5 version, you're playing the PS4 version. So the actual next-gen, official next-gen version may be better, I don't know, but um, if this is a high-end PC, I mean, I don't know, I'd like to see like um, a comparison, maybe we could play a game or something and just take screen shares and see what happens, I don't know, it's just... Mm. Um, I think you'll um, you'll 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 notice things more. I think once you get the actual kit and the stage, the Chromecast and the controller, yes. I think you'll probably notice a big difference once you can play it on your TV. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to now because yeah. it's been a full eight sitting computer. But uh, in terms of the game so far, um, yes, yeah, so I'm very new into it, so I can't really give anything of much kind of value. But like what I mentioned earlier, the world is just mind blowing. It actually just. I just can't wait to just walk around it, not even do anything, just walk around. I've done the same thing in Far Cry 5. Sometimes you just want to walk around and soak it all up. Um, uh, I mean, I've barely had a gun battle, but the gunplay seems okay. Um, one thing I found is that it, it can be overwhelmed at times. I mean, I'm still, I'm guessing I'm still doing, uh, going through the tutorial. So I've learned to shoot, I've learned the melee, I've learned about the brain dances, which are great. And you've got factions and you've got like, this and got that and that oh, what the fuck do i do um so you kind of sometimes you've got to step back and go right if, you know i want to just like pick at the game like like greg said you want to sort of pick at it a little bit you don't want to sort of rush through it and then miss everything and all this kind of stuff so um but uh, production values i mean it's just uh it's just through the roof i've never seen anything like it in that sense it, like like the script I, I generally when it comes to 
when you find uh, like bits of text you can read to fill out the world and the, and the dialogue, I, I just skip through it half the time. I'm just bored. Well, I haven't done it this time. I'm actually really interested in what this story is all about. So, um, you know, kudos to that. But, um, mm. but what I've played so far, uh, I just think it's, it's great. I just, I, it, it's a little bit, I don't know, it's, it's not very polished, if that, if that makes sense. Even though it just looks amazing and plays amazing, it just doesn't feel quite so polished. It doesn't feel like it's complete just yet. So it's, you know, I'm sure there's some patches here and there, and it slowly over time uh, turning into what it's meant to be. But at the moment, I mean, I love it. It's great, you know. It's, um, but yeah, it just feels very, very unfinished, if that makes sense. So Okay. Yeah. Interesting. It's all good. Interesting. And finally, uh, I think the... Sean, who's probably got the furthest than most of us so far, uh, playing on PS5 backwards compatibility, as am I. Sean, what are your impressions so far of Cyberpunk 2077? I'm enjoying it. I, I was initially very put off with the fact that um, the customization for the characters, as good as it is, absolutely railroads you into a particular set of characteristics. Like, I was hellbent on originally creating myself. And then I got to the body options and it was like, big dick, small dick, circumcised or non-circumcised. And that's pretty much all you can choose for the body. Like, I couldn't give myself a big belly and man boobs. Where's that at? Why in the future can I not be a fat tubby lord ass? And then I meet one five minutes into the game. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so they do exist then. Um, so it, my, my initial reaction was, that's a bit shit. And then I got a bit further into the game and started getting a bit more wrapped up in the story. And I'll agree with Toby on some, some aspects of the story. Some aspects of the story are great. Um, the, particularly that first chapter, everything after that I feel becomes trite. I think it becomes an excuse to drive you from one checkpoint to another, from one fire to the next. And I'll be honest with you, I'm getting really bored so much. So I haven't played it for two days cause I just haven't felt compelled to play it. Um, I, I've, I'm engrossed in the world that they've created. I think the world itself is, it's very dense where it needs to be and it's sparsely populated where it doesn't need to be. So, and, and to be honest with you, I could have just taken a, a load screen between some of these. And I know they, they tried not to, but you know, when you've got this, you know, you get in a car with somebody and they drive you two kilometers across the game world to get to a deserted place where nothing happens and there's no scenery. It's just kind of didn't really need that, if I'm honest. This could have been this could have been like a load screen. But I understand what they're trying to do with this whole seamless world. That's that's okay. Where it is densely populated, I love the world. I think they've created a really cool world to to mince around in and have fun with. I'm I'm currently playing a violent badass. Um I went for the guy from American Psycho, uh Bateman. And so I'm playing a, a corpo male who looks exactly like um, the guy from American Psycho, and he basically kills everybody, and he manages to get away with it. I'm, I'm very impressed with the way that this game keeps keeps pulling everything back in line with the fact that I'm just murdering everybody. Um, and is is I think this is probably why I've managed to get through the plot so so quickly because I'm having far few conversations that I don't need to have. Like if somebody says, "Go talk to this person and get the item," I walk in you know, have maybe a conversation, then just draw my weapon and shoot the head off because I'm going to pick it up off the body anyway, because the game's not going to go game over. You didn't get the item. 
I, I'm impressed with the way that it deals with that, and I feel I'm, I'm also impressed with the way that the game uh, it take it it caters to each of the three starting choices very well. So, at any one point, you are basically in the specialised part of the story that's designed for your origins. So whether it's Corpo, Street Kid, or Nomad, you know, there's very very clear delineated sections of the game where you're thinking, okay. If I was a nomad, I, I would have a massive advantage here, but I'm not. I'm a corpo. Get it? That's fine. Um, other than that, I, I said this: this game would be a seven out of ten, and I think it is. It's the Skyrim of this generation. Got the driving from Far Cry, which is a bit crap. It's got a pretty amazing game world, but a lot of not a lot of going in in around it. You know, the, the activities after a little bit of time become the same. The plot, the plot veers off for me like the whole middle section just kind of it it feels like going from one thing to another without really having a good enough objective or a good enough reason to hook you in to want you to do that and that's disappointing but otherwise you know the game runs flawlessly on the ps5 i'm surprised by how good it runs to be fair i've had a couple of crashes um and a lot of bugs but i mean they're only the same bugs that you've seen online, and none of them are game-breaking just yet. Although, having killed half the NPCs I'm supposed to speak to, I might find out in a bit that I'm... I'm <laughs> I have found a game-breaking bug, but we'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm endeavouring to stick through and, and finish it off. I did think I'm that far from the end now. I, I think I've counted 35 missions now that I've done. I think I've got the last two to do. So, yeah interesting hmm. how about you yeah i'm i'm sort of with you and i'm sort of with toby on it as well i think it's a fantastic story i love the narrative uh, from the very beginning i'm playing as a nomad so it became very interesting sort of like starting from the bottom working your way up through all of these uh, different different stages and gaining the trust of some kind of like high powering corpos and it's it's a really fascinating game to the point that I know I'm really enjoying it and I want to see it to the end and I don't think I've got an awful long way to go now. But I'm not entirely sure why because obviously we all know Cyberpunk 27 is this big mythical creature. I can't really believe I'm playing it at times. It's like, wow, this is actually Cyberpunk. It actually came out in the end. That's amazing. And I'm playing it and it's like, okay, well, it's a big open world. The driving is a bit off. The shooting is good. The cover system I I think is really amazing. Um, Incredibly helpful. But it's it's just it's just great, you know. It's not groundbreaking. I don't think there's anything about it that's groundbreaking. I don't think it's it's beyond the pale how hype this thing was, and that that's maybe our fault. That's maybe the fault of CD Projekt Red. You know, it's a probably gentle balance between the two and the internet discourse, of course, about this and how how excited people were, and then how obviously what's happened the last week, which we'll talk about. But going into it, you know, as someone who wasn't. You know, I was excited to play it, but I wasn't like, you know, chomping at the bit for it. And so I think it's, it is one of my favorite games I've played this year, without a doubt. And I'm still really, I'm getting stuck into it. And a few hours ago in the game, not today, but yesterday when I had a bit of a six hour session on it, I mean, the story just got real. And it was from then it's become kind of like a nonstop kind of blockbuster for me. And I've had a really, really good time in that aspect. I'm not entirely sure about some of the 
some of the different aspects. I remember the GameSpot, was it GameSpot Review that got trashed because the review wasn't talking about the, the, the crafting. And yeah. I haven't crafted once so far. I don't know if any of you guys have, but I haven't felt the need to in any, in any way. Not a single bit. It's crazy, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, she didn't mention it doesn't the drive you. To, it doesn't drive you to it at all. No. No, there's no reason to, really. And unless you really want to be very specific about your weapons and about your armor, there's, it's, just, it's just there. It's just there as an option rather than something that you really need to do. And I haven't touched it, really, all the way through the playthrough, which is really strange. Um, I'm leveling up my perks and my, my skills. But again, they're not, they're not a huge part of it, which is strange for an RPG, I think. I think if you really want to get deep down into the technical abilities of your character, then it's there for you. But the game doesn't push you to do that. I mean, you can carry on through Night City without, probably without crafting anything and be just as fine, which is, which is just odd because I remember things like The Witcher and, you know, it's, it's almost, Witcher and Skyrim, like crafting and leveling up, it's almost hugely important. And here it's like, yeah, do it if you want, but if not, that's cool too. Just find a weapon and on your way. You know, there are moments like that. Like, okay, well, that's that's a bit odd, but I'll uh, I'll power on. To me, right now, it's a massive game, obviously, with all these branching stories and stuff. But it doesn't feel like an RPG. I don't know if it's because it's set in the future, and I'm so used to RPGs either being historical or modern day. And maybe I don't know. Maybe that's it. Feels like an it feels like an action adventure game to me, and that's fine. You know, I'm still not entirely sure why it's first person. Because I think that takes me out of it as well sometimes. Um, I feel like this game sort of like, you know, we're all watching the trailers and thinking, oh, okay, this is going to be a solid FPS. And it is, a, it is an RPG in the sense that, you know, there's so many stories and so many characters you can meet and get into. So I suppose that's the aspect of it. But, you know, if you break it down to the sum of its parts, I don't feel like I'm playing a role. I feel like I'm just, I'm just walking my way through this game at certain points. And there are moments where, I can't really get my head around trying to understand how this all kind of ties together. But, you know, fortunately, you know, having Keanu there sort of by your side is a good way to ignore the law that you find lying around. Cause you know, he, he has this uncanny ability to fill in every cap that you think you need. And, you know, from that, from that aspect, it's, um, it's good. I'll, we can talk about uh, Keanu shortly, but it's yeah so far i'm having a a really good time with it it's very entertaining it's very funny in places um it can get very serious in others uh yeah like toby said i mean judy is a fantastic character pan am's a great character and a lot of these stories are worth playing through and as as you go through your your phone just fills up with so many different people and there are half of them which you'll only kind of use once and never see again as is so often the case with these kind of games but a lot of them you will keep repeating, and that's that's what makes it fun is seeing characters over and over again. And uh, yeah, I mean that aspect of it is really good. I know that I'm not quite leveled up yet enough to take on everywhere. I saw a question mark on the map, and I was like, oh, "I'll go and see what that is." And it was a uh, I won't spoil anything, but it was a it was a funeral for a rival gang. And I turned up, and <laughs> yeah, I got absolutely mullered within a split second of walking on their path. And I did not know that was happening. And so I feel like that's something that I can take on maybe a bit later, but the game did not warn me. It sort of, sort of had that, it had moderate on the difficulty. I was like, okay, we'll go in and check it out. But yeah, I was very, very quickly uh, overwhelmed. And so I ran away very quickly and got on my bike and left. 
so those little moments are quite fun and i found a uh, i found a smart gun which talks to me while i'm shooting people that's very entertaining so yeah be on the lookout for that but so far yeah it's great it's a really really great game but i don't think it's the uh the be all and end all historical masterpiece that everyone expected it to be and it's very dependent on whether or not you're disappointed in that as to whether or not you think this game has got legs so we shall see of course the big discussion around it at the moment has been the technical aspects and as we're all playing on different systems i think we can probably each give different different perspectives um i won't go around i think this is this should probably probably be a, an open discussion but i'll start with um i'll start with tobes because you're on the base ps4 which everyone says is an absolute disaster but from your from your point of view it doesn't seem to be the case yeah so i've heard that but yeah base ps4 and xbox one are pretty much the worst ones you can play on um but i have been pleasantly surprised throughout this that i've not had all that many glitches um i mean i'm not i'm not an absolute base ps4 like it wasn't the very first model or anything it might have been a a few models you know into the next year or two when it was when i bought it but it's not a pro or a slim or anything like that um I've had a few texture pop-ins, I've had a few glitches, I've had one or two crashes. Um, nothing, like, like Greg said, the crashes were fine because I'd saved, or it had auto-saved just moments before. Um, in almost every case, I had never lost anything. Um, but it's, it's no more texture popping or glitches than Skyrim or Fallout or Gears of War. The first Gears of War, I had to oh, let yeah. like 30 seconds go by for every bloody texture to load after, you'd, after it has claimed it had loaded. Um, and that it's way it's way better than that. <laughs> so I don't really understand what the what the massive issue is. I mean, if you if you go in there expecting, you know, for it to look like the things you've seen on PS5 and you're playing on a PS4, it's not going to look like that. But it's not going to look that bad, really. If you play without the patch, it's going to look worse. You're going to get the potato mode that a few people have seen. But why are you playing without the patch unless you're trolling for for like video content for, to make? Just put the patch on and you'll see that the game is just fine, really. Um, I also find that it's got a huge amount of like scripted glitching. Um, I know Sean uh, raised this on the, on the Slack that um, in a way, the whole thing is constantly tearing, clipping, streaked with lines. Johnny is basically a glitch from start to finish. Um, and amidst all that, if I was a texture not working, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to see it. I wouldn't have known. So it, it's you know, it doesn't seem to be that big a deal. Um, I think if you're, if you're, if you're a 4k, you know, you've got 4k TV, you're a, you're a savvy 3000 pound PC, um, gamer, then you're going to notice that the PS4 game looks worse. Fine. But the majority of people who are playing on a PS4 will be able to play it just fine with very minor glitches. And if they're going in with that expectation, then I don't think they're going to have a, big, a really uh, a bad experience. I have not mm. gone in there thinking it's going to be the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I knew there were going to be glitches. And because there's been glitches, and most of them, like Greg said, are kind of funny, then whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um, and it's story first. As I've said before, uh, great graphics don't make a great game, and bad graphics don't make a bad game. It's somewhere in the middle where it's got all sorts of other stuff that will keep, keep you going and get you completely immersed. And the graphics will come they'll they'll come that's the point they will come over the next couple of months um and half of us will still be playing it by then um because yeah. i'm not going to be rushing through the story um at, at any kind of pace um so so yeah i think that's that's it P 
people who want, who have very high-end machines want to make everyone else feel like they're getting yeah, but... a shitter version. That's that's it. Yeah. it. It's a lot of elitist PC owning people who are making everyone else feel like they've got an inferior product. Well, I suppose they they can now hold this one over us after the whole Batman Arkham Knight fiasco because <laughs> that PC port was terrible, and now they can finally <laughs> now they can finally tick one back up to PC. This reminds me of um, a time way back before you were probably born. Um, All right, granddad. <laughs> when you had the Super Nintendo and the Tori ST and the Spectrum. Wait, a Super Nintendo? A Super Nintendo. Whoa. I know, right? Tell me more, retro well, man. It, it, was, it was great and everything. It, it played games and stuff. Um, <laughs> On what? Discs? No, cartridges of all things. Ah, sorry. Oh, wow. I think, we, I think we've run this one dry. Carry on. Yeah, right. So... <laughs> So, um, so on Atari ST, which I had, and the Super Nintendo, which I had, there was a game, Final Fight, the beat em up, the scrolling beat em up, oh, yeah. which was great. I loved it in the arcade. So I snapped them both up on the SNES and the Atari ST. And they could only manage two characters. You had uh, Cody, I think, and Hagar. And Guy was left out because they couldn't have the RAM or the memory to do it. But it looked arcade perfect and it was great. However, I still had the Spectrum, and Final Fight came out oh, on the Spectrum. Yeah. And it looked like dog shit. It was one <laughs> colour, and that was it. But they had the three characters, and it still played as well. So what, At the sacrifice of graphics? Well, colour. Oh, sorry, colour. <laughs> colour, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a yellow screen, yellow, a typical Spectrum thing, yellow, with the black sort of outlines in pictures. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. And uh, but it had the three characters. So, uh, yeah, there you go. See, I had the opposite of you for that. I had Killer Instinct on the SNES. I didn't realise it was a, an arcade game. So I thought Killer Instinct looked amazing and I got really, really good at it on the SNES. And then I finally saw the arcade version and I didn't like playing the arcade version even though it looked better. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But then you got that uh, other one. What was that other one that came out at the same time as Killer Instinct? That driving one. Dri- Cruising USA, wasn't it? Or something. Oh, I remember playing the N64 port of that. Was that any good? Because like, the arcade, no. arcade was dog shit. <laughs> no, it wasn't no. good. <laughs> it was, it's the Superman 64 of driving games. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Now, going back, going back on topic though, like... um. As Toby said that I'd said, so we've kind of gone full circle again. I haven't had any experiences in, I know we, we, we were going to talk, we were saving talking about bugs. So I'm going to talk about a couple now, but like, I mean, I, I've shared most of mine online anyway. I've had a couple that I haven't bothered to clip or anything, but mine have just been hilarious. Like my, the one I just shared to you guys in the, um, in the Slack wasn't one of mine, but it just the clip of that bike was brilliant. But the ones that like I put up on my Twitter and stuff like that is me getting run over by my own car. Now that just to me, <laughs> That was so funny. It was just like, here's my car. Er, er, smack. I was like, oh, all right. I'm stood still. It still managed to run me over. Um, the one I put up last night with the tarot cards. I mean, that was, that was fucking hilarious. That was like, for context, someone's giving you a tarot reading. And if you're not familiar with tarot readings, they obviously put down a card and go, oh, this is the, the goat. It means that you blah, 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 blah. Then they put down the next card in the sequence. But every time Misty was putting a card down, it was disappearing back into the deck. So she's just laying a card down mm. and back up into the... And I thought it was hilarious. I didn't she's, actually doing, she's actually doing magic, not tarot <laughs> <Yeah>. reading. <laughs> um, can, you remember, can you remember what the, the symbol meant? I'm going to show you yeah. that later on. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to throw my pad out the window and go, ah, oh, CDPR have lied to me. Blur. I just laughed. And there's, there's another one where um, there, is a, there is a scripted vehicle shootout and you lean out the window. And for some reason, I had a gun. I had a shotgun in my hands. And the animation decided to put the gun away and then just hold an air shotgun and be like pew pew and i just thought 
this is hilarious. This isn't going to make me just like rampage and say they've lied to me. It's just going to make me go, <laughs> all right, cool. That's funny. Um, Sean and I were talking about one precast with the guy that just walks out in the street, turns to his left, and there's a fucking car flying through the air that just misses him. And it's just, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I do have, I mean, it's changed my tune now because there, there was a day, there was a, 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 a time when I'd be like, oh, fuck Skyrim, I don't care if it's... I, mean, I, don't, I don't personally like Skyrim as a game. I have no interest in playing it. My brother's bought like four versions of it and I've just been like, Pih, I've tried it. I used to deride people for being like, why do you support Skyrim? It's buggy as fuck. Blech. But also, to prove how much of a massive hypocrite I am, I played Fallout New Vegas from launch and that was just as bad. But I'd be like, no, this is amazing. And Skyrim shit. Blah, 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 blah. But now I have a newfound respect for people that persevered with Skyrim because I now understand what it's like to be on the other side of that. And Fallout New Vegas, like I said, I stuck with that. But this is a different kind of... I think it's just the grand on the grand scale of it. Like Fallout New Vegas was, all right, yeah, it's a spin-off of Fallout 3. But this is like an eight-years-in-the-making eight game with Cyberpunk. So it's going to have more high stakes and stuff. And I'm just kind of... I'm not sat on the, on the fence. I'm leaning obviously towards positive but like there's like there's nothing that's made me want to trash this game and be like oh, that's bullshit i have faith that it's going to get patched out down the line and i know we shouldn't be thinking that you know i shouldn't i know we shouldn't be buying games at launch and going ah don't worry they'll sort it out it obviously speaks of a bigger picture that companies shouldn't be doing this and i know this was fan to cry over releasing it and delays and all that kind of stuff but it obviously speaks of other games that have been broken on launch as well Mm. but that's that's a topic for another day this is all cyberpunk i'm i have faith i'm 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 gonna sit and i'm gonna play it and i'm gonna laugh at bugs and i've had two crashes so far and the game auto saves every five minutes as well seriously playing on playstation go and have a look at your save files i bet you've got about 30 <laughs> and uh yeah. if it's not auto saving it's me manually saving it because i do that anyway because any man that trusts his life with auto save is a uh, oh, someone i don't want to dance with um Yikes. so yeah I've, I've got enough backup saves that if anything cocks up and crashes i go oh balls all right i'll just do the last five minutes then i understand though that it must absolutely suck if you put four hours into a mission or something and it crashes uh i've read stories that people are crashing on the prologue mission i'm not trying not to spoil it the prologue mission in which you see something from the past and apparently that's been crashing for people and some advice online from CDPR, I haven't verified this, was, oh, yeah, if that bug happens, just restart the game. And it's like, wow, okay. But that, wow. It, hasn't, it hasn't happened to me. I haven't, proved, I haven't tested the validity of this claim yet, so it could be bullshit. But, um, yeah, it's, it hasn't turned my console into hot melt and slag, so I'm not going to join the pitchforking outrage just yet. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I've... I've experienced some crashes. I had one crash during a mission last night, which was infuriating, but it saved at the nearest checkpoint, thank God. So I only had to do another kind of 10 minutes again. Uh, So nothing groundbreaking or game-breaking, I should say. Um, Nothing really has broken the game for me yet, which is good. Uh, The PS5 version of the PS4 game, um, a huge benefit of it, of course, is that it runs at 60 frames, which is lovely and makes the world look very nice and slick. But yeah, there are, I mean, there are some bugs, but you're right, Greg, it's just, some of them are just hilarious. The only thing that's 
just to I'll, I'll get back to that. The only I will say I, I forgot to mention it because I was on a bit of a happy streak then. The only thing that absolutely has pissed me off though is every time I load the game, my fucking settings have been reset. Yeah, I had that the other night as well. Yeah, I, and I play invert and oh to, shut up and i had to turn the um i turned the aim sensitivity down a bit so having to go in every time turn invert on move the aim down a bit turn the text size up a bit because i'm sat quite far back from my tv turn the hdr on turn the fucking motion blur off turn the bloody lens flare off and the film grain and the what's it called the what's the border one called ah um vignette no 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 it's, it's chromatic abrasion off Oh, okay. oh, that thing, yeah. Having to turn that off every time is like, it's like a checklist. It's like, one, two, load <laughs> the game. Three, four, invert controls. Five, six, turn the fucking HDR on again. It's, da, it's da, been da. doing this with my um, with my weapons. So if I can load up a, a mission, and if it's usually after an autosave of some kind or had to, or had to reload, I'll have I'll have no weapons. Okay. So I'll have to, I'll have to put them all back on again. Yeah. Equip, equip oh, well, everything re- re-equip again. them, yeah. Yeah. Same. I was, I was walking down the street naked. Um, all of my clothes are completely <laughs> unequipped. To... Now that's a funny I had, glitch. <laughs> I had um, I had one that uh, you know everyone's going like the famous dick, uh, the dick glitch where it's hanging out over your clothes. <laughs> I had that where I went to put some trousers on, and it was selecting the trousers, but it was just showing me naked but with no dick. So I was obviously like it, it, it mapped it, so I was wearing jeans, so I wouldn't. You became Ken. Yeah, yeah. I, I became as anatomically correct as a Ken doll. But it was like okay, but the it's like the Emperor's new clothes. Like I'm wearing jeans. But am I? There's supposed to be a whole bunch of stuff online now about um, people who every time they get in a car or every time they come out of a car, they've lost their trousers. Um, okay. And that, that's definitely going around online yeah, look, at the moment. This is, this is it now. Like we're, we're joking about these things. That, I mean, yeah, right, the settings thing is annoying, but none of us have got fuck this game. Everyone's going, everyone's laughing along with it and going, here's my example. It's a water cooler game, isn't it? We can all sit around and go, I think it's a good enough game. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's a good enough game that it's keeping you going through all of those glitches. Yeah. If, it was a shit, if it was a shit game, it had all these glitches as well. We'd all be going, oh, fuck this, it's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's exactly compelling it. and good, we're still going. Mm. There was one I had, I wanted to take a picture of my character, my V and Johnny Silverhand. And so I got up really close to Johnny Silverhand's face when I was in a lift. And I thought, right, photo mode, which is awesome, by the way. And I jumped in and my character was standing on top of Johnny Silverhand and was completely naked. (laughs) What? How did that happen? And that's what you wanted to happen anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was standing standing in front of him. How am I now on top of him without any clothes? Is that the Keanu Reeves effect? I don't know. (laughs) You're breathtaking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there goes all my clothes yeah. fine Whoosh. take me Keanu but yeah I mean that's that's probably the biggest one I mean I think I parked my bike outside of a mission and Ooh, right. this is something else and and then I, I came out to go on my bike and the person who I was doing the mission with their car was parked on top of my bike uh, that's yeah, I, I something you, else you put a picture of that didn't you yeah it was quite funny oh. I think the um the the bike turning up and doing the spin I think I don't know if that's a bug I think that's just a cool thing that the bike does cool, isn't it? yeah yeah did I mention the the bike immortality thing on the cast? I was talking about that before. I, that was on Slack. Yes. Tell um, the people. I found I found a really cool Akira style bike yesterday, and I I was also I was disappointed that you can't save them. It's not like GTA where you can go back and put them in a garage, which is a bit of a pisser. But I was like, right, I'm going to save the game, and I'm going to fart around on this Akira bike. Um, or sorry, it's Canada's bike if you want to get technical. Um, so I was belting it along 130 miles an hour and I hit the back of a car and I didn't have a scratch. <laughs> and I thought, huh, okay, I'll try it with a wall. Nope. 
as as of now, you don't take any damage if you crash and fall off a bike. There you go. Which is how I want to start a mission. I really want to start a mission like that. How are you finding uh, earning money? Because I don't feel like I'm earning all that much. I I, I was reading a quick tips and things earlier on that was like how to make money fast. And it was like, do the gigs. And I was like, well, yeah, that's just common sense, really. But no, I I haven't made a lot of it. I I was really excited because I thought I was going to go and pay Vic off. I sent this to Sean earlier. I was really excited. I got uh, like 12 grand and I thought Vic... What's he called? Uh, Victor V. Um, no, but whatever his name is. Uh, oh, the Ripper. Victor. Victor. Yeah, the Ripper Doctor. Victor, yeah. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go pay him back that 2,000 grand uh, I owe him. Yeah, it's 21 grand. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh okay. I, uh, I, f- I found that the best way I've got at the moment to earn money, and, and you're absolutely right, it's still pretty slow, is that whenever you're in a new room or a new area and you do your packing of the, of, of the you know, all the different... Um, you know, different electronic things that can be hacked. There's often little uh, vending machines like, and uh, little squares on the wall. And you want to have a, a little data mine hacker um, perk that can then get you 50% and then 100% of the money that's in that. It's like a little safe every time. And if you hack them every single time you do it and you've got the 100% thing on, you can get a thousand pounds out of every single one. It's it's oh, okay. That that's how to earn some money faster. I think hacking is one of the things I've neglected. It's because the mini game is terrible. Oh yeah, yeah. That. this you is just the need one to that plan the mini game, right? Yeah, yeah. No, even hacking in real time, like in the actual like a firefight or sneaking in, I keep forgetting to hack stuff, and it just makes sense to even just distract enemies or something. You still get experience points. Don't you? I just keep forgetting mm. to. Mm. It's got very good gunplay though. I I quite enjoy the gunplay in this. Absolutely, I'm, I'm earning quite a lot of money by picking up everything. So oh, yeah, my, character, <laughs> my, my my character has like massive amounts of body, and now the carry capacity is nearing four hundred. Oh, so wow. basically, my my double, my double my, the standard, and then you just yeah, sell it all. Yeah. So as soon as every time I walk past a vendor, I just go in and go to trade, and then just sell everything. So I just junk everything I've junked, and then sell all the weapons I don't need. And mm. uh, I had hundred and fifty grand earlier. Uh, which oh, I went and nice. just shot, shot on some some river parts. Yeah, somebody at work is playing it. He said the same thing. He's just like gone straight full augments. Have you guys noticed, also just a little Easter egg, have you guys noticed that some of the images, the, the icons for the perks and stuff, are like almost screenshots of famous sci-fi films? <laughs> no. No, like that's there's cool. the, Yeah, if you look, I mean, depends on how close you want to sit to your screen slash monitor, but a lot of the little perk symbols are like, Neo holding the bullets at bay. Uh, there's Doc Brown holding the um, the car remote with his face going. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's like I, God, God, there's so many. I can't think of three examples now. But yeah, have a look at them, and you'll go, Oh yeah, that's so and so from you know Back to the Future or Aliens or something. I found the three shells next to a toilet from uh, uh, Demolition Man, which I thought he doesn't know what the three shells are for. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was one moment where I was in the middle of a huge uh, gunfight. And I was picking stuff up, and then the game goes, you're carrying too much stuff. You're going to walk really slowly now until you drop it all. I was like, oh, I'm not in a gunfight. <laughs> it's like you realize that, yeah, okay, you can't carry everything. So, yeah, I was in the middle of a gunfight and just stopped for 10 minutes while I dropped things out of my uh, inventory. Do you, guys, do you guys get hacked a lot? Like, um, I keep getting this overheat hack. Yeah. yeah. So and it's so, so annoying. Um, and especially at the very beginning, I thought it was doing something wrong. I thought it was actually glitching. Oh, in the um, Maelstrom but, warehouse. Oh, yeah, it definitely happened in Maelstrom. And, and it happens again for ages. Mm-hmm. But 
there are ways to do it. You've got to kill the right person. There is one person hacking you, like a net runner, in every area. And if you can kill them, it stops happening. There's a great perk that highlights the person. Yeah, I just got it. Which, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah, here we go. No more overheating annoyance. I have, yeah. I have blades now. I have blades in my arms now. Oh, nice. That is nice. so awesome. Mantis blades. I remember the first time I got a katana, I was like, well, this is awesome. And I was just slicing people up. And one of the cool things about this game is you can slice people when they're dead. So as, as they're lying on the floor, you can chop off their legs and their arms and their head. Um, yeah, I but now I have blades installed into my arms now, like Wolverine. It's very cool. You haven't, you haven't found the, the Sir Fala stuff yet? No, not yet. <laughs> I'm not, if no one knows what it is, I'm not going to tell them. Um, there was a... Is it... Is, is talking about the Maelstrom warehouse considered a spoiler? No, it's an early well, mission. Well, kind of. I haven't played it yet. So. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's, there's, um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil who or what. There was. A, there was. A, sorry, Pete. It's not a story spoiler. There's a boss battle at the end of it. I mean, that that's sort of taken as read that that kind of thing will happen because it builds up to it. Now, the the boss in it, um, I, I thought it killed him, and obviously, like the life bar went, and it was you know the, the dramatic music died down and this kind of stuff. And I walked up to him to loot him, and he was still breathing. So I didn't get any prompt or anything to to kill him, but I just thought, I wonder if I can. I went, bam, and I pretty much blew his head off. And I was like, oh, oh, he's dead. He's really dead. But I wonder, I was wondering afterwards. I was like, I wonder if I can walk away, and he might come back at a later point. Obviously, I've now ruined it for that playthrough. But it makes me think next time if I leave him, you're going to tell me something else, aren't you? Nope. No, Sean's like he's yeah, yeah gone. There is there is a like a, a writhing effect that apparently even after you've depleted the health bar. No, he was he was breathing. He was, yeah, yeah, he was, no, he was like he was slumped. Yeah, they, they just like roll around on the floor. So like I've I've just done a mission where I just had to blow up loads of cars and stuff, and basically having killed everybody, the floor was like just bodies writhing around on the floor. Like oh, uh, okay, because he, he wasn't stuff. he wasn't on the floor. He was kind of like propped up, so like leaning back in his suit and. Yeah, just, oh, that's probably a glitch then. I've definitely, <laughs> I've definitely had the writhing. The, the writhing's happened a lot. You kill, you can kill people, and then they just sort of flop about a bit, like a fish, for a couple of seconds. We, we were also seeing the other day that, yeah. like, only one of us has seen the title card so far. And can you say it's a, it's a bug, Sean? Yeah, so there's a bug on the PC vision. Sorry, the console vision, where the, yeah. piece, the, 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 the title card may never show for you. Oh, so. so I'm just playing one big tutorial then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are we all passing that the tutorial slash prologue ends? You know. After Compeki Plaza, basically. Well, that's what I would have uh, thought. Yeah. I, I, at the end of Act One is where it shows, yeah. Yeah, because I think that's when mm. Act Two started. I think. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What's everyone's opinion on uh, Keanu so far? So far mouthed. Johnny Silverhand. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing that very Keanu thing, which is that I w- I'm not going to call his, va- his acting bad it's not bad it's just a particular type it's a very keanu like character it's, it's like it's like typecast keanu in a yeah and role. he plays it just like neo or yeah. johnny mnemonic or whatever character you want to talk about like, apart, apart from maybe ted, ted. Yeah. yeah it's angry ted isn't it i don't know i kind of just think ted's might be the only one it's not like but it, he's like all the other cyberpunk characters he's ever played that's for sure yeah. nobody um, uh, nobody else could have played johnny silverhand I don't think. no i don't think so exactly I, the, my trouble with it is he's he's good and he's definitely he's definitely interesting, but for for where I've got to so far, he just kind of appears in random places. I've not really got into some real meaty stuff with him it's, or a big long conversation. It's um, almost uh, it's almost well again to use the, I don't know what I've probably been playing it actually, but it's like the Batman Arkham Knight thing. If it's a Joker appearing, 
And Maybe, to me, it's, yeah. it's like the same jumpy thing sometimes where I've turned around and he's fucking... He's there. He's yeah. probably goes talking about something. Like, yeah. I'm like, get out of my brain slash... Get out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas I've had more sort of, you know, sort of thinking, oh, that's some amazing acting about a couple of the other characters just because I think I've had longer to sort of have a proper conversation and see the nuance in what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. Some of the performances are fantastic. Keanu is just... You're right, Toby. It's just, just Keanu Reeves and that's exactly what you want. It's what I wanted, yeah. You know, it's not a problem. You know, you, <laughs> you, you know what you're getting with Keanu Reeves, and everyone adores him. And like, when when he pops up, like when he just pops out and there was, ah, oh, Keanu's here again. Awesome. You know, and yeah, definitely. I won't go into story spoilers, but it's, uh, yeah, he. Everything he does is so significant, and it, it doesn't. No, never mind. You know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> I was going to go really <laughs> deep into a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Major, but yeah, I won't. Um, Sean, are you a fan of Keanu Reeves' performance in uh, Cyberpunk? Yeah, I like his acting. I just hate the character. So I find it really hard to, to attach myself to. I find, I find him a really grating character um, that I just want to get rid of. And I guess that's kind of the driving force for my, my wanting to play the yeah. game right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You, you are your character now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just find him really irritating. You said it wasn't um, role-playing. Now you're in there. You're in that role. Oh, no, no. I, I am 100% role-playing. So I think role Ross said it was. Um, I am 100% role-playing. This is a violent prick who kills everyone, <laughs> um, which is completely unlike me in real life because I don't kill everyone in real life. Don't just not. people that piss me off. Not everyone. Um, <laughs> have just you, you five. Have you, have you fucked anyone yet? Pardon? <laughs> have you fucked anyone yet? <laughs> yeah, I made a mistake and fucked somebody, yeah. You made him say fuck some. They were You still have chosen press after grab. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you remember this. I, I told you during the Game Awards, but basically um, I was, we were watching the Game Awards while I was playing Cyberpunk and I really wasn't paying attention to what I was doing because I was just walking around talking to people. And I pressed square a few too many times and ended up fucking a dude. So <laughs> <laughs> jo- one, of the jo- one of the joy toys. Only the, one, yeah. only the one of the things you can't ever explain in real life. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, love. I was watching the Game Awards and I fell into a guy. <laughs> it's when your wife comes downstairs and sees the TV. Yeah. The... Oh, it was so, yeah. so bad. <laughs> it's not what it looks like. Well, stop pressing square to pump harder then. <laughs> you know, a bit too much about it, Greg. I'm guessing I haven't done, I haven't got as far as, uh, just like in real life, I haven't got as far as seeing an attractive woman. I haven't touched a boob. Oh, Greg. It's okay, man. It's okay. There's plenty on the internet. Steve Carell, yeah. Is there? Yeah. Not mine. I've got the safe search on. (laughs) I can't be trusted with the internet. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a nearly hour long discussion about what we think so far as Cyberpunk. We've all still got a long way to go. Um, whether or not if it's a story the side missions there are so many side missions to do so yeah we're going to be playing this one for a while and thankfully there's no big releases kind of incoming for a little while that we can all get really stuck into this and i'm sure we'll talk about it more on the podcast i think next week is going to be our last podcast of the year and so we'll <sighs> jump back into it again in uh, in january but man cyberpunk but there are some people that uh, can't play Cyberpunk, we haven't got it yet, or you just refuse to because it's not running properly, or you're waiting for the next gen version. And um, Greg brought up an interesting topic of if you can't play Cyberpunk yet, or you want to play something similar to it while you wait for the next gen patches to arrive, um, we could recommend some games for you. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do now. Greg, take it away. 
Yeah. It depends on what you want. If you want like the broadest comparison to anything with the similar sort of gameplay, I would say the Deus Ex games, the two new ones at least. And I would say specifically Human Revolution, but I know a lot of people don't really have a lot of old gen consoles anymore. I mean, I'm sure people do. I've still got my PS3 or 360, whatever. But yeah, if you want the the direct who's riffing from who's, you know, crib cheek kind of thing. I know Cyberpunk came out first as an idea, but if you want to carry on that kind of near future augmented style of gameplay, then the obvious comparison would be, yeah, the Deus Ex, Human Revolution and Mankind Divided games. Mankind Divided is like a fiver on PS4 now, and it was free on PS Plus, I think, a while back. It's a lot shorter than Human Revolution, but it's got a great blend of stealth and action if you want, however you want to play. So I would say dip into those. Um, if you want near future sort of post-apocalypse kind of stuff, then you got Death Stranding, but that's a bit more sort of on the wacky side of things. And I'll pick one more because I don't want to go treading on anyone else's ideas. The Surge. Well, it's specifically The Surge 2 because the first one's a bit shit. Or um, actually, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say the one I think I'm going to say because I think Toby's going to say it. But yeah, The Surge 2 is it's more of a Souls game than it is anything to do with uh, Cyberpunk because it's third-person, you know, Soulsborne action adventure RPG kind of thing. But that's the future. Robots are bad. You know, warring AIs, that kind of thing. I could sit a list off 30-odd games and give you cliff notes, but you'll forget, like, number four by the time I get to, like, 28. So I just thought I'd give you a handful. But, yeah, Deus Ex, if you want something immediately comparable. The Deus Ex games are good. The, new, the two newest ones. It's a good shout. I knew the surge was soulsy when I couldn't get past a tutorial. <laughs> yeah, well, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I, the first one's really hard. And then when we... I've said it before in, in some of my other Soulsborne game reviews that I seem to get lumped with, um, that some... A lot, the biggest problem that Soulsborne imitators have is they think hard equals good game, whereas... In Dark Souls and Sekiro and Bloodborne, it's not so much hardness, it's the challenge of the enemies and learning to, to adjust to new patterns every time you find a new enemy. But a lot of these companies, like Lord of the, like Deck 13 with Lords of the Fallen and Surge and uh, Mortal Shell and all that, they see hard as enemies are just relentless. So you have no breathing room and they'll just come in and they'll smash the shit out of you. And you're supposed to go, yay, more please, I love this. And that's not what it is and then the first surge was like that and you're right i went balls to this this is shit so when we got surge two for review i was like oh here we go and i think they learned the lesson from that so if, if you're going to jump off anywhere it'll be surge two sorry so, for all the free games greg i apologize <laughs> no i do actually don't don't fucking sass me <laughs> obviously i clearly enjoy reviewing them but if there's a niche in this in this handful of fingers then i get the Soulsborne ones because that seems to be my, uh, my market now, because I've dug a hole for myself by going, I really like Sekiro, and I, need to, I get all of those. It's because you're the best gamer, obviously. No, not with Mr. Platinum next to me on the chat, yeah? Yeah, that's true. That's Plat- true. Well big, done on big, your... Big uh, Daddy Platts. Well done on your Watch Dogs Legion, Platt, Sean. I should say. Good work. How did you find it? Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sure you found it in the trophy list. Cool. Good talk. I really love a cargo drone in uh, Cyberpunk. I think it'd be really handy. Hmm. Oh, that'd be excellent, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Hop yeah, on and a, just drive yourself around. <laughs> there's a lot of fun hacking stuff in Watch Dogs I could really use in Cyberpunk. <laughs> but uh, alas, they're not there. Uh, Toby, have you got any suggestions for this particular uh, topic? I want to know what uh, one I was meant to say that Greg thought I was going to say. Well, you say yours, and when you do it, it'll be like 
it'd be like snap as soon as you do it i'll go ha, there it is well i was going to go with deus ex but i will go with mass effect that's not what i was thinking at all <laughs> you've only got one toby's only got one game for this i've got mass effect one and two and three they're all the same <laughs> um all right, okay. I, <laughs> three games under that umbrella if you're not going to say it, i was going to say ruiner ruiner okay yeah i can it's see that quite cyberpunk oh yeah that's a good job I yeah, I'm going with Mass Effect because um, I'm going with the idea that you've got a it's the, it's the character part. It's the RPG, you know, in depth sort of really well written character parts. So um, you know, where we're, we're saying things about like Judy and Jackie and Panem and such. There's there's those same deep three dimensional characters, and it's still a sci fi setting. It's just way further in the future, and it's a utopia rather than a dystopia. But you know, things like people like Garrus and Rex and Mordin and Lyara, they are as deep, if not deeper, than what I've seen so far in Cyberpunk, and they will take you on a great adventure um, with uh, with certainly the first two games. But um, as we've discussed in previous pod- uh, podcasts, there's, um, there's some gameplay issues in some of them, so maybe we'll have to wait for the uh, the new Mass Effect before you actually jump in. So it's not a great example of one <laughs> where you can play in the meantime, because um, the trilogy you should probably wait for is not out yet. Um, but yeah, it's got good, um, it's, it's light on the stealth and stuff and leans more into those high-tech RPG elements that you see in Cyberpunk. But I definitely agree with Deus Ex. Um, that is the absolute most comparable thing. Adam Jensen's first adventure in um, Human Revolution was fantastic. The the sort of, the art style of that game will draw you in. It's like a, it's like that amber and black that was totally cyberpunk. We're like, yeah, we'll take a load of that. We'll do a big heap of that on uh, on cyberpunk. Um, and it's got a very, it's got the tech focus story. Like I was saying earlier, about it, it was more focused on tech and what tech does rather than cyberpunk, which seems to be more focused on the human cost of tech, um, which I think is interesting in a comparison between the two. Um, but yeah, absolutely. One of, one of my favorite games ever, um, Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution. Ruiner, um, on the other hand, is fucking insanely hard. Oh yeah, I never, way, it, I never said it was a fun way game. harder than most of the Souls games. And if you get more than about four bosses in, then kudos. Good luck well to you. Yeah. <laughs> well done. I said it was a fun game. I said it was no, fun it's not game. a fun <laughs> at all. It was just a relentlessly hard game that I, I loved the look of and then just couldn't play. Mm. I think I reviewed Ruiner. It was the hardest week of my life. <laughs> it was just really difficult. I had to email the bloody. Team. I, was like, I can't get past this bit. What the hell am I supposed can to I, do? Can I have a debug easy mode, please? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's what you need. Please give me a baby ass baby mode. Thank I, you very I much. laughed. Well, I didn't even get past the third boss. So. It was like it was like boss three or four. It was this great big orb, like oh, the mother, like the mother, yeah, thing. like an AI thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and that just killed me a hundred times. Where, like, that's where I got to. Fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, has Paul Sean, you got any to add to our to our list here? Yeah, I was going to say the orange box. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's that's a good challenge. That's five in one, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's a nice uh, mixture of um, different genres, kind of all four, kind of different elements that Cyberpunk could bring into the table. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sean? Uh, as soon as I know Cyberpunk isn't really Cyberpunk anymore, and it's more of an aesthetic, I picked some games that kind of look like Cyberpunk. Um, so you got Umarangi Generation, which is going out on the Switch soon, so I'm on PC now. It's basically a Cyberpunk world. You go around taking pictures of people, got a really cool mix of 3d and 2d it's a really cool game um and neo, neo feud which is a point and click on pc uh, it's very cool cyberpunk aesthetic 
Um, and that leans into this, the whole ethos of see it cyberpunk a lot more than cyberpunk 2077 does. Um, and then Observer, which we've got a review for on the website. Two reviews, I think, now. Um, uh, which is on Xbox Series X, PS5, PS4, etc. Which has got Rudger Hauer in it. Uh, in, in a very cool Blade Runner kind of alternate universe where he's playing a detective looking for replicant-style folk. So, yeah, those are my three. Nice. Have you got any? No. Um, not massively. I think what it has done is made me appreciate Cloudpunk a lot more. Because yeah. that world is just so beautiful to look at. And I think it really captures the cyberpunk dystopia. If, if Cyberpunk 2077 is the model open world of a cyberpunk dystopia, then Cloudpunk has captured that really well. And obviously done it with, it's all... I can't remember the, the name of the, the art style, Voxel, I think it's called. But, uh, you know, it's pixelated to an extent. And it's beautiful to run around, especially in first person. And it, has, it definitely has a cyberpunk aesthetic to it. It's a very different game, but it's, if you're looking for something to kind of in that mold, then I think that's the game to go for. Cloudpunk is like playing the fifth element, like the flying car bits with the like, mm. s- skyscrapers that just come out of the clouds and go into the clouds and you just don't know where the ground is. It's great. Yeah, it is. It's a really great game. Been slept on this year. Go and play it. Mm, it's cool. Yeah, it's really great. What I should mention, actually, uh, CD Projekt Reg did put out a press release today um, in regards to, you know, the major fuck-ups that they're experiencing. So it says, uh, quote, Dear gamers, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered, and in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should, not have, we should have paid more attention to making it play better on PS4 and Xbox One. Second, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. The first round of updates have just been released, and the next one is coming within the next seven days. Expect more, as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays, we'll continue working. We'll release two large patches starting in January, and then a second in February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last-gen consoles. We will be informing you about the contents of each patch ahead of their release. They won't make the game on last gen look like it's running on a high-spec PC on next-gen consoles, but it will be closer to the experience than it is now. Do you think this is a good response? This is utter bullshit. (laughs) Just. (laughs) Let's go, Sean. This is the worst. We all knew that there was something up going into this and that that might be because we're privy to information and that everyone we spoke to said there isn't a review copy and we do run in circles that you know where most people play in consoles and that for that that was a case there were no console review codes and that was that was on purpose that was because the console versions of the game on any base ps4 or xbox one run like shit now i know that toby's saying that you know it it's not a problem. A lot of people are having problems. You know, some people are finding the frame rate unmanageable. Your ability or your willingness to forgive faults will hinge on, you know, if you've paid for this game and how attached to, you, to it you are. To have no reviews out on any console because they know the game runs like shit doesn't need apologizing for. They need fucking refunding and they need to tell people Every console owner should get some kind of recompense for, for what they've bought, whether they get a refund or they get an extra tidbit or a piece of content or something for having to stick up with what they've, they've delivered. You know, 
I didn't speak I didn't speak up earlier because you know I didn't want to rain on anyone's parade, but I'm finding the glitches, even there's just little cosmetic ones, are pissing me off. And it's that that's why I'm going through the game with wanton abandon, just killing every fucker that gets in my way, because I don't care, because the game isn't well put together. And that's the problem. And I, they they absolutely should have given the review copies out because now people are buying a game, seeing nine out of ten reviews for a PC version that they won't buy. They will buy a game on a P, on a console, which is is not running anywhere near the, the standard that the PC version is, and that's really disappointing. CD Projekt Red should feel ashamed for trying to mislead people, and the critics that are out there that you know said it was a, a ten out of ten game, you know that's their opinion. That is their opinion, and I won't say it's wrong, but I feel like that review score does not reflect, in my opinion, what that game is. No matter what the the visual appeal of it, I don't think it's a 10 out of 10 game. Uh, I think the general consensus on the internet is that that's true. And people are now really pissed about reviews, again, because they feel like they've been misled and people have been paid off. <sighs> they could have fucking sorted this just by giving fucking review code to the people that would have told the truth and get reviewed a console version, but they didn't. No, I mean, they've, they've, they've just admitted that they didn't do that purposely, right? Essentially. Yeah, yeah, and but they have admitted that they, they should have given people the review codes, but they knew exactly what they were fucking doing. They've purposely misled people. And they're not, they're not apologizing for misleading, they're apologizing for a shitty version of a console game. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that seems to be the circumstance right now. And... If you do, if you are listening to this and you've got the game and you do want a refund, you can get one. Um, it seems easy enough. You've got a week to get it on PS4 and Xbox One. So if you do want to go through that, go through the channels. Um, we've retweeted the press release on our Twitter at FNGRGNS if you do want to find out more. But yeah, if you are having serious issues with the game, you can get it refunded. Uh, Toby, I mean, you, you're the one that's playing the game on the base PS4. And this is the one that they're focusing on in this particular press release. I mean, you've said that you haven't found anything marginally game-breaking that you wouldn't find in another game, but they seem to be really pushing the patches for this, for this version. Is it, as someone who, you know, probably doesn't play as many games as we do, and then jumping into Cyberpunk not, and, like, recognizing these bugs, is it, is it good for them or good for you as someone who's playing on that system that any issues that you found will eventually be fixed or should, should we have been told up front by, by CD Projekt Red that this is going to be the, the situation? So if you've not, if you don't play that many games, I kind of got a two-barreled answer to that. You've, you're either not going to know what you're missing, right? So that's one way of looking at it, in which case you may play it and think, well, this is fine, right? But at the same time, you may also be expecting something incredible. And yeah, you won't get exactly what um, you would have got on PS5 or, or, or PC. As I say, I, I, I'm not on I'm not on the absolute original base. I'm on a base from you know two years in when the models were slightly different. Um, but it's playing it's playing all right. The one the thing I was most afraid of happening was um, frame rate drops, like massive frame rate drops, because there's there's some bits where especially like when you when you first load up the game and it and it plays you know some some like um, highlights of of um, Night City, right? That little that little bit, that little montage that plays at a ridiculously slow frame rate. And I was looking at that thinking, oh my God, if the rest of the game plays like that, it's going to be unplayable, right? Because it was going at, you know, it was janky and it was stopping frame rate all over the place. But that's, when I got into the actual game, that's not really happened. If it was something where it was unplayable, I tell you, it's not 
it's not got to the point where it's anything unplayable. It's a it's a missing texture here or there, or it's someone doing silly glitches, like you know, appearing out of nowhere or, or T-posing somewhere. You know, it's those kind of glitches. And as I say, they are in Fallout and Gears of War and all these games when when they first release, they shouldn't release these games at that early. I totally agree with Sean. It's like an early access version of a game has been sold for full price and everyone should have been told it was an early access version of a game. Um, it doesn't look like it's finished and it doesn't look like it would be finished for another year or so. And that's that's annoying, but it's actually not stopping me from enjoying the game. It's not stopping me from being able to play it. I don't think that you'll, if, if, you're, if you're not looking for them and you're not deliberately trying to get video content and, and all that kind of stuff, you can just breeze through without really getting caught up on them that much they they are they're not affecting my enjoyment of the game they're just not it's it's fine it's it's going i'm going through and i'm sure if i play it again on ps5 or whatever in a year or two's time it'll be even better but it's not going to stop me playing it like i was i was very very much on the verge of saying if i if i play the the prologue and i'm just finding things unplayable i'll stop and i'll just play it again in like six months time right but i've not got anything like that you know people's the characters come into place everything is fine i've not had any great big loading problems i've not had these potato men that walk around with no faces i've nothing like that has happened so this is why i'm sort of very suspicious when i see all those videos because i'm like well are they really on a base ps4 have they got all the patches downloaded or are they trying to do something with their pc to make it look like the worst graphics possible i I find it, it it seems very trolling it seems very you know, is this is this exactly like what that, that, that you know those kind of problems they're talking about? Because I, I and there's there's been reviews um, of of the PS4 version where people have got very very upset about you know how well it runs or whatever. But as I say, I'm on the same system as they claim to be on. It's not that bad. This this all um, I've been talking about this for ages, and it really winds me up that. Uh, unfinished games get released. We had it with uh, Assassin's Creed. We've had it with Anthem. Now Cyberpunk. Now you know I've had a rant about Anthem for a long time. You know, it's it's like, I mean, I certainly see this on the Slack the other day. Video games seem to be the only industry where you can release a half-hearted project that's not finished and get away with it. It's like you know, sometimes you hear, hear people talk about the grind and you know this, that, and the other. We all have to grind. We all have to work. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but you know, if there's a deadline, I've got to get that deadline, and I've got to work for it. That's how it. That's how it is. But for video games, I seem to get away with it. I, I just it winds me up. This is why, in some way, I'm actually really enjoying uh, the Stadia is because all the patches and stuff are all done, and I can just play it and not worry about it. Um, but it, it shouldn't be allowed. I mean, yes, there's a, there's a refund, but why is it only for a week? Why can't it be like for a month? Because a lot of people bought this game. And they deserve to have their money back if they're not happy with it because it is not fit for purpose in some in some cases. If indeed they are as bad as they, they say, so they've claimed they've claimed they've made all their money back, haven't they? Um, CG Project Red have supposedly made the entire yeah. development cost back um, off of pre-orders alone. Marketing costs just on yeah. marketing, just on pre-orders. Which well, is insane. You know, so let's say they have no reason not to do anything. Uh, yeah, they can give a few them. refunds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if people really argue, want them. You, you could argue that it's investor pressure. You know, this game has been a long time coming. Yeah, no, I understand that there, there is investor pressure, but that is no worse than uh, a deadline or, or something. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if, mm. I, if I have to get a magazine out every month, uh, otherwise it goes to press and, you know, it needs to go to the shops, then I have a deadline. And there's been times back in the day when I was working 
for OK magazines and things like that. They had deadlines. I had to work through the night. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's what happened. That's work. So I think it's that their stock price really tanked, didn't it? And then they, if they'd gone with another delay or By anything like that, like, yeah. exactly, then that kind of thing would have absolutely killed it. But at the same time, they, they've, they've made a choice to release something that's not quite finished, but they're going to take it. They've, they've taken a hit for doing that as well, but they're just presumably calculating that it's less of a hit. You know, it's couldn't just, they, couldn't they have like, uh, said, look, look guys, this game is uh, you know, taking longer or more complex than we thought, whatever, whatever. Um, we can only release the PC version, which seems to be the only version that's complete. And then say well, PS4 comes out six months later or something. At least that, that's got to be acceptable, right? So the PC games can play it and we just have to wait a bit longer. And I'd rather wait. In some respects, I'm actually kind of waiting to dive into the game probably like uh, I think it was Greg said, uh, you know, because we want to play the PlayStation 5 version. So, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it shouldn't be allowed. It winds me up. that The gaming nowadays, you can't just come home with a game, put it in and play. You have to patch it. You have to download stuff. It's just, it's just a fucking ball ache. We've, 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 huh? we've, we've, we've been through this before, though, haven't we? The games are more complex than they ever have been. And... Yeah, yeah, I know, I understand, but I, but, you know, and I've got this vested, I get this, that, and the other, but at the same time, they're releasing a product that's not fit for purpose. How's well, that? Paul, Paul, it does actually show that you were right after your uh, tantrum the other week when you kept saying that this one was the inferior one, and I was like, you can't <laughs> call it inferior because that's going to, that's going to diminish the fan base of like 110 million PS4 users. And you were like, no, fuck off, it's going to be the inferior version. And um, I suppose for the, half of that that have got the base PS4, not Toby's half, but the one large percentage, it is the inferior version. Also, you can also go, go back to my argument about like, why I know... No, steady uh, down. You haven't won everything. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I'm on a roll. Come on, man. Let me have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so also, um, I had another rant ages ago about why they're bothering with base PS4 versions and uh, uh, last-gen versions when the next-gen's a way forward. And... Yeah, yeah, that was that. That was that same um, one. Yeah, you kept calling yeah, the base. Same one. So you kept yeah, calling the base PS4 ones yeah, um, inferior. And base, like... I get it. But you know, <laughs> massive user base is now pissed off. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I yeah absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. But, let's be honest, though. Right, the, it will get fixed. It won't be anything like the next gen version. But people who've got a PS4 will get a satisfactory product in the end. The problem is that right now they've sold a lot of copies just before Christmas and offered people a refund for a week which means anyone who gets it on Christmas and gets disappointed won't be able to get the refund. Exactly. So, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm saying it should be a month, but at least the end of January. Yeah, yeah, it, it absolutely should. This is all fucking really schneidy shit by, by CD Projekt Red. And well, it's so, problem, you don't, you, so you can't complete the game fully and then get a refund at any time. You know, you can't... No. We, I can't complete the game in, like, say, two weeks' time and then just get my money out just because I can. I think that's what they're trying no. to avoid. It, yeah, which which I completely agree. You know, fair enough. But you know, they released a game before Christmas, knowing that they're releasing it for the Christmas rush. This is why it's come out now, not in you know March when it probably could have come out, and there wouldn't have been the complaints. What about the uh, digital versions? Do they're loaded from the store net? How do they get refund? Because they get yeah, straight through PSN, huh? yeah. straight through PSN or Xbox. And it just and it just unloads or something. Yeah, apparently people store. are already having issues restoring, uh, refunding digital and on, on the PlayStation and Xbox. Because obviously CD Projekt Red like, yeah, we'll do it. And we all know how notorious the PlayStation 4 and Xbox refund policies are. So CDPR is going, yeah, we'll do it. And Microsoft and Sony going, hang on a second. 
there's 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 loads of guides out there now if you do want a refund you can get one yeah yeah Um, it just means that i'm not saying it's impossible it's just they've not made it easy oh yeah yeah, it's not easy it says something you've got to google a guide on how to get a refund that said something doesn't it surely yeah exactly unbelievable Mm. remember remember us saying before after the game was delayed once it went gold i remember us saying i mean this game when it comes out has to be perfect otherwise cdpr are going to get crucified and look, what's and look what's happened. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was never going to live up to its lofty expectations, but yeah, it's it shouldn't have come out in that state, and that's unfortunately the reality of it. You know, whether or not we're we're not having major issues, I think we're I don't know what the word is Lucky. mature enough. I don't know just to go. Well, yeah, it's just bugs. They're funny. Let's just crack on, and maybe we should be more more permanent about it but like well yeah, yeah. i mean I, i'd probably be singing a different tune if my game had crashed out and killed my hard drive you know yeah. i'd be fucking fuming if it wiped my you know like if, if it completely bricked my console then yeah i wouldn't be going oh that time that car flew over my head i'd be annoyed oh lols yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but again like toby said it's a good game and if that's it was... what that's that's the deciding factor isn't it <laughs> yeah i'm happy to stick with it because i'm having fun and you know that's that that's the issue i'm not i don't think cd project Red are off the hook because they've made a good game um i feel quite fortunate i'm playing it on a newer console i've not got the full version of it yet but i feel quite lucky in that sense but you know i'm i'm happy to stick with it and i think we all are for the time being you know it's um sorry sorry no it's cool go no, I was saying, when you think about uh, games that have taken long, long time, so I think Grand Theft Auto V, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, they took like, what, five, six years, maybe longer to... Junior to... can forever. <laughs> <laughs> the Last Guardian. Um, I, mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're sort of games that kind of disappeared, but Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption, we knew they was in development, and they took years to get it right, and they released them. And, you know, nigh on, regardless of, I don't know if there's any crunch or whatever, but... Those games released and they were nigh on perfect. You know what I mean? They took Grand Theft Auto Five came along, six years it took to make apparently, and it was perfect. So you know it can be done. Um, I don't know what CD Projekt Red will were playing at. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean that's a, that's that's an interesting point. I mean, I don't I don't remember, but was The Witcher Three in a state like this when it launched? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You had like floating roach. roach I remember seeing all sorts of yeah. glitches. For oh, okay. It. Now look at it. It's it's. Still yeah. the same. Yeah, it's still got a lot of glitches, actually. To be perfectly honest, yeah. Yeah, the PS4 version is still complete garbage. Okay, uh, that's the one I played. <laughs> it, it is like the, the frame rate is atrocious, which means mm. the combat's really difficult to play. Yeah, um, it certainly is. But it's like held in Phoenix such high regards because it's a good game. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. it's no good making a good game if you can't play it. Though that's. <laughs> I still feel yeah. like I I, I kind of still agree with you, Sean. That you you're saying that you. It's not a ten out of ten game, you know. It's not this thing that people have been saying and that people feel that they've been, you know, lied to on these reviews. Um, I, even if I'm saying that I've not had all these many, this all this many glitches and such, and, and though it is a great game, I still wouldn't have given it ten out of ten. I still would be on the sort of eight or nine sort of area. It's right. I don't think it's a seven like you're saying, but I would go somewhere between eight and nine, probably eight point five at this point. And if 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 it was. If it was perfect, if all, all the bugs... That, so I'm, I, my problem is I cannot get immersed in it. And that's, that's the, I can't take the story seriously because you've got people with like cigarettes coming out of their eyes 
and you've got people deposing <laughs> in the middle of bars. This is not happening. I'm seeing all this. So I walked into Afterlife. Okay, this is what happened to me earlier. I walked into Afterlife. As I walked in, a guy in front of me was T-posing. Then a guy started to talk to me, but I was already going to speak to Rogue. So he cut off, cut off halfway through a conversation. I went to speak to Rogue. She then put a data stick through her eye because, it was, <laughs> because the animation was fucked up. Then I walked back to talk to the guy that was halfway through a conversation with, who was still talking to me, who was smoking a cigarette, but wasn't putting it to his mouth. He was putting it to his eye. So now he's smoking <laughs> through his eye sockets. I left after life, having got my quest. Got in, uh, I, I called my car, got in the car, the car fucking exploded. And that was game over. So, so that, that, at this point, it I'm sounds like, like you're having a worse experience on PS5 than I am on PS4, to be perfectly it's a honest. Great game, man. Where is this game? And I'm, I'm just, I think it's because genuinely I'm just, just fucking it up. Like, I, I, I cannot get invested. So Maybe I'm that's it. The, the, what you were saying earlier that you're, you're rushing through, and then you said at the same time you're not getting invested in the story. Well, to be honest, isn't that why? Yeah, but that's that's the point. It, it's done nothing to to make me feel like I need to be invested in the story. I'm I'm dealing with characters I don't like, uh, and and when I do like them, they're glitching the fuck out. So it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? I suppose if you if you if you don't listen to all of their dialogue, oh, listen to the dialogue. But you said you skipped through loads of dialogue, and you're just sort of going oh, no, no. killing someone, for example. Yeah, so if, John, if, remember this is Toby you're talking to. He will remember. I'm not trying to say no, I'm not trying not trying to do that at all. It's just in a way, if if you if you've got all of the storyline, then there's more to get invested in. Whereas right. if you're rushing through it, then there's less to get invested in. That's all okay. I'm saying. So so let, let, let me give you an example. You know the um the mission okay, I'll try not to do you have to go into a a brothel to get an item or speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a way to do that stealthily. You know, you can go and get your VIP chip and you can get up into the area and be no problem at all. I just killed everybody. I killed the woman at the front desk who then said, I'm, I'm obliged to give you back your guns, um, but I'm not, I don't really want to. And at that point, she just pissed me off so I sliced her head off. But it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> Why? This is, this is what innocent. I mean. This is what I mean, Sean. <laughs> I think you've got some dark, dark, dark... Don't dog. think you're playing it properly, to be perfectly no, it, honest. This is the thing. You know, it's, it's a role-playing game. I'm playing the role. It's a point. You're playing the role of the oppressed man, father of five. Who you're you're playing the role of falling down. Do you, you see falling down? It's, you're doing that. It's, it's giving me the opportunity to. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm absolutely. And I've got no problem with that. It should be possible to do all of this. All right, but right. Not, but not you're not going to... But you're not going to get all of the um, the nuance and the and the dialogue if, if people was, are dead. She was perfectly nice to you. She wanted to give you an earth-shattering orgasm. That's all she wanted to do. No, no, no. She's just a receptionist. Yeah, I well, know. She was leading you to that path. Yeah, but she still wanted to, Sean. Cause you, yeah, she was just trying to help, man. I mean, yeah, my, my <laughs> penis was clipping out the front of my trousers, so I'm oh. just... <laughs> Someone whistled, didn't they? That's a podcast story about, yeah. That's it. Let's call it there. Well, that's Cyberpunk 2077, ladies and gentlemen. It's, well, it's, so it's, it's a mixed bag of all sorts of things. It's divisive. That's what it say, is. To, to, to answer, we have no answer. Yeah. No. So, yeah, what's our consensus? <laughs> I like it. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> it it is like one of those Top Gear things where they review cars yeah. and they can't agree on a, an outcome. So I like this one, but I like this one. Yeah. Hi. Consumer advice is... Don't buy Cyberpunk. I don't know. It's up to you, <laughs> isn't it? No, I'm, not, I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying if if you you should buy it and you should play it on anything you can. 
Mm, I I've, think so too. I've got to wonder if people actually ever trust us for their game purchases. I think someone's actually said to me, "I bought a game because you reviewed it," and I'm like, "Um, uh, uh, okay." <laughs> oh, it was it was F1 2020, and I was like, "But I know nothing about F1." He's like, "Yeah, but I'll let you review." I'm like, "All right, cool." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if people want to look to us for buying purchases, I think you're going to be a bit conflicted with this one. If it makes anyone feel better, I played Cyberpunk on my tablet with my PlayStation 4 uh, controller, which is always quite nice. The mm. same. Just look at him, Mr. Fucking Google Stadia over here. Yeah. Oh, no, I've signed up to a sales program. I went to do that offer today. I was like, screw it, I'm going to get a shiny, super shiny version of Cyberpunk, play it on Stadia. And the offer had ended. Are you joking? Uh, uh, I was waiting there one day to spare then. Wow. Yeah. I was like, damn it. So. He's yeah, lucky not, this Paul, isn't he? I'm not playing it on my PlayStation phone. PlayStation 5 and his Stadia <laughs> offers. Jesus. Sometimes you've got to take a punt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I still like the fact that Paul's got a PS5, but his mum and dad will let him play it to a point. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the oldest the of 50, us. 50-year-old man that can't play his PS5. Yet. Well, in fairness, like, I, I paid half and they paid half. Yeah. You should and get half of this very nice then. I had to get it delivered to there because I'll be at work. So they've got it. And that's it. But it's not holding a ransom like, until Christmas Day. Your mum sounds yeah. anything like you. I imagine she's just like a proper East End gangster. All right, oh, no, right, Paul. She's actually the most charming lady in the world, but uh, she's stubborn as fuck, though. <laughs> hey, mate, if you want me to get that PS5 back, I've got, something, I've got a sword and I can just go in there and <laughs> do it stealthily or I've I can just chop her down. It's up to you. 300 damage per second dildo. <laughs> just make sure she doesn't whistle. Ooh, how many dildos are there in this game? Before we walk through the door, to be fair. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This was we can't, the, we can't, we can't the, offer you consensus the, on this. But we have talked about a lot of dicks this episode. <laughs> That's yeah. the consensus, though, it is. That is the consensus. You, if you buy this, you are doing it at your own risk because this podcast is entirely yeah. divided. I, I could agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... That's why punk get dicks. It's no, <laughs> yeah. get, get the opinion of dicks about... Uh, from dicks, about dicks. About dicks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly it. it might be worth waiting for, for the next gen patch. I mean, Paul, well, you're getting well, your... Oh, well, no, let's not... Let's not or, well, don't forget that Jack and Danny. So they've got dicks and Jack and Danny. You know. Because it's five, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I mean, Paul, you're... You're, um... You're getting your PS5 soon, and are you going to get Cyberpunk before the patch, or are you going to wait for the next-gen patch? Then the, the actual PS5 version, if you're playing it on Stadia. I guess you'll probably wait. No, I'm, um, I'm, I don't know what to do, actually. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see what it's like when, you, when the, uh, this Premier thing turns up. I'm plugging my TV, I see what it's like. If it's, you know, if it's okay, I'll, uh, I'll crack on. But um, I'll probably get uh, Cyberpunk down the line, maybe, on PS5, once it's like, in bargain basements for like tenner. Yeah, the way it's going, the PS4 version is going to be very cheap soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, might as well just stick with that one. Uh, right, uh, let's very quickly finish off with Out This Week, and then we can all go to bed. Starting from December the 15th, we've got Shakedown Hawaii coming to PlayStation 5. Cool. And Collection of Saga Final Fantasy Legend. So that'll be the old, the really, really old ones, before you know when it wasn't even proper Final Fantasy, um, coming to Switch. On December 16th, MXGP 2020 comes to Xbox One and PC. Uh, Synthetic Ultimate comes to Switch and Xbox One. I think, uh, Greg, are you uh, I'm reviewing, reviewing that. that one yeah. on Switch? Yep. Cool. Uh, on the same day, uh, Robotics, or no, Psychotics, uh, Colossus Down is coming to Xbox One. And then... December 17th, Elemental War is coming to Xbox One. 
uh, Demo Reborn is coming to Switch. Airborne Kingdom is coming to Steam and PC. Uh, Airborne Kingdom is one I was interested in, so uh, but I doubt I can run it. Um, Unto the End, which I think Sean played and reviewed recently, um, that's coming to Switch on December the 17th and is already out on Xbox Game Pass. And PS4 as well, is that right? PS4? Yep. Cool. Uh, December 17th, uh, Luna, t- uh, well, it's actually Tohau Luna Nights, which was on Xbox One for a long time, um, is coming to Switch. And a game called Mercenaries Blaze is coming to Switch as well. Then on December 18th, uh, a game called Catch with two Ts. So spelt the same, but with two Ts is coming to Xbox One. Uh, a game called 60 Parsecs is also coming to Xbox One. And then uh, final day of stuff, uh, Killer Chambers on December 21st is coming to Switch. Zero Gunner 2 is coming to PC. And Double Dragon Neon is coming to Switch. Oh, that's terrible. That is not a lot of big games in there, is there? It's not a great week. No, but Double Dragon Neon is fucking terrible as well. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, don't buy Double Unto Dragon Neon. Uh, Unto the End is probably the... Um, and maybe Synthetic could be good. Yeah, I, wait, what date is going out tomorrow? Embargo? Well, today would be Embargo. Yeah, and Synthetic is good. Synthetic cool. is a good game. Cool. It's the end of the year, folks. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. there's not a whole lot coming out in this next yeah. week or two. Now is a good time to buy Cyberpunk 2077 yeah. on the chosen console. <laughs> and listen to a podcast about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening, as ever. Like I said, we'll be back next week for our final episode of the year where we talk our games of the year and all sorts of super shiny, fun stuff. So until then, make sure you find us on all of our social networks. Follow the link tree in the description below to find us absolutely everywhere. And all our individual handles are in the description below, except for Toby, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you like us an awful lot, you can follow our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash finger guns. What a Christmas present that would be for us. One dollar a month will allow you to keep this podcast up on its various hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. It is goodbye from Greg Hicks. Goodbye. Goodbye from Toby Anderson. Uh, Sayonara. Goodbye from Paul Collett. Goodbye from Paul Collett. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Seamless. Absolutely seamless. Keep it in. Whatsoever. I was trying to do what's a favour then, but you know... (laughs) I was just thinking that, man, I really don't have to edit this one much, but now I can. (laughs) (laughs) And goodbye from the FGG himself, Mr. Sean Davies. Oh, no. I'm going to hate the sound of whistling now for the rest of my life. Prior prior prism. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Roscoe. Thank you very much indeed for listening. We'll see you next week on the Finger Guns Podcast.